Thank you for joining us today on episode number two of our MMM podcast, Ask the Expert. Before we get into our interview today with our special guest, let me first introduce who we are. MMM stands for Music Men's Minds, a nonprofit organization based in West Los Angeles that began seven years ago. Founded by Carol Rosenstein and her late husband, Erwin Rosenstein, Music Men's Minds' mission is to serve seniors suffering from neurodegenerative diseases such as Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia, stroke, and even traumatic brain injuries. The story begins with Carol. Her husband, Erwin, fell into the clutches of Parkinson's. Erwin's decline due to his neurodegenerative disease was steep. One thing kept the joy alive through the late stages of Erwin's life, and that was music. Erwin would light up at the piano and it seemed as if the disease was gone, if only for a moment. This is when Carol realized music is medicine. Thus, Music Men's Minds was born. Enjoy episode two. Welcome everyone. My name is Janelle. I am a third year psychology major at UCLA and I'm one of the admin assistants at MMM Music Men's Minds. Today we have our second guest on the MMM podcast, Ask the Expert, who we will introduce later. First, I want to introduce Carol. Good morning, everybody. I'm honored to be here. Have a beautiful day. And this is Dr. Joyce Schaefer. She's earned a doctorate in psychology from Hofstra University. She's also a Thomas Gen- Jefferson University graduate, and she's licensed in red- as a registered nurse. And throughout her more than 40 years in healthcare, she has stayed at the cutting edge of neuroscience. Since 1983, she has served as an expert in, for the University of Washington, mental health court, and other courts on psychiatric and medical matters. She's also earned diplomat status with the American Board of Professional Psychology. So welcome, Dr. Joyce Schaefer. It is my privilege to be here. Okay, we'll go ahead and get right into the questions today. What inspired you to pursue your current career path? My mother promised me that if I became a nurse, I would be able to get a job anywhere in the world. And since I had a felt need to see many parts of the world, I'm not sure that was a good reason for a career choice, but it was my reason for choosing that career. And then with the um, many jobs that I had in many settings, they only increased my passion since my youth for trying to understand the decisions that a lot of people make and the behaviors that they choose because um, some of them are proactive and pro-social and others raise questions, but That lifelong passion then led to me going back to school, and I earned two masters in psychology as well as a PhD, et cetera. That's great. Second question. At MMM, we have many partnerships with researchers who specialize in the field of chemistry and how it affects the brain. However, as a psychologist, can you explain the effects that positive psychology can have in a clinical sense? Well, stress and depression increase the kind of chemistry in your brain that can do damage to your brain. So that, for example, uh, depression is more of a predictor of the size of the hippocampus in your brain than is um, other kinds of activities. So we need very much to use the um, positive psychology to 
decrease the chemistry that has the negative impact. And we also can increase the chemistry that has a positive in, impact, such as endorphins or oxytocin, which is associated with positive emotion, social affiliation and bonding for peace. So I teach people that you are the only person in the world that will ever spend 24 seven with you. You are the only person in the world that 24 seven can turn stress into power by, for example, saying, I learned as much as I could from this overwhelming stress and I changed as much as I could and then I learned from the rest. And then you can also deal with that major stress by saying, quote, this is another opportunity to expand my skills. So I ask people to not be driven by fear, be driven by hope and gratitude because there's evolving neuroscience that gives us massive reason to hope for improvements going forward. I like that. You spend 24-7 with yourself. I like that. Building off of that, how is psychology related to neuroplasticity? And how does psychology research contribute to what we know of neurodegenerative diseases such as dementia, Parkinson's, and Alzheimer's? Music does mend minds. Music also helps us build a better brain. Simply listening to music from as early as birth in the neonatal intensive care unit, premature babies have better feeding, less stress, and they get healthier and out of the incubator faster if they simply are listening to music. That's simply listening to music. Youth and elders have better learning and better memory simply by listening to music. And <clears throat> elders with severe dementia, simply listening to music, feed better, they choke less, they're more engaged and happier, <clears throat> they sleep better, and they have improved memory and learning. That's only listening to music. Active music improves communication and social skills as early as six months of age. All they did with little six-month-old babies was teach them the music of rhythm and they had more pre-verbal communication and more pro-social kinds of communication. At the age of four and six, in underprivileged children, they saw improved brain function. And an important uh, statistic that you really want to remember, four years of music training prior to the age of 18 increased your risk of keeping your brain power 30%. In the research, they say it decreases the risk of dementia 30%, but I like to reframe it in positive psychology and say it increases 30% your hold on your brain power. Mm -hmm. That's four years of music training. Four years of training in a second language also gives you that 30% increase hold on your cognitive functioning. but Four years of music training plus 
four years of training in a second language and you have a 60% improved risk of maintaining your brain power throughout your lifespan. These are huge. And even in elders taking piano lessons as a group, they showed gains in attention, visual motor tracking, processing speed, motor function, executive skills, positive emotions, subjective well-being, and several elements of quality of life. And even with individuals with dementia, taking music, music lessons improved their brain function. And an interesting other statistic is teaching piano lessons to individuals that had traumatic brain injury made it possible for them to return to work. That's why you might say that music is medicine, or you might say music is better than medicine. I don't know of any medicine in the world. Now, nobody can read everything, and I might have missed it, but I do not know of any study anywhere that says there is a medicine that will help somebody with traumatic brain injury get so much improvement that they can return to the job. So music is medicine, but it might be better than medicine. Yeah. Yeah, those stats are amazing. All right, moving on, you do have two publications titled Brain Power at Any, at Any Age for Ideal Aging. So your publications cover steps you take in order to keep your brain fit as far as function, which you did mention earlier. Can you tell us some of your favorite steps and why? Of the five categories that I list in my new Kindle book, three of the categories that are captured by music are love aerobics and neurobics. Neurobics is complex new learning, but by the time you take love and turn that into, uh, turn stress into um, power, you've changed your chemistry in a good direction. By the time you <clears throat> also do aerobic exercises, but also strengthening exercises and also stretching and flexibility. All of those exercises are really good because some build the brain and some protect you from falling so you don't injure your brain. And then neurobics is a term that translates as complex new learning. So you do all those aerobics in order to give birth to more new brain cells. And by the way, birthing new brain cells is an equal opportunity. Birthing men also give birth to new brain cells. So by the time you do all those aerobics to increase the birth rate, those new brain cells are young and excitable, but only 50% of them survive unless you give them complex new learning that invites them to join your complex and elegant brain in the area that you challenge them. That's why music is ideal because people simply listening to music tend to move. <clears throat> Sometimes they don't just move, they get up and dance. Both music and dance are complex new learning. So that's part of why music, again, is ideal. Music mends minds, 
music is medicine, music builds better brains. I'm sure Carol can wholly agree. <laughs> All right, next question here, MMM. We have a very strong partnership with Rotary Clubs across the nation, and we're currently building relationships internationally. You as well have a very strong presence in the Rotary scene. Can you give us a little background as how you came to be so heavily involved with Rotary? service above self is better than food and Rotarians are gifted giving great role models and supporters so my very first meeting at Rotary I felt like I had come home to a better home than I grew up in because the service and the perspective of Rotarians is stellar. That's really sweet. Of all your amazing presentations that you have given for Rotary events, the arguably most extraordinary is the 90-minute presentation you gave at the Rotary International Convention in Toronto in 2018. Can you give us a recap of what happened at this presentation, what was talked about, all of that and such? Well, we started that presentation by showing a little three-minute video that I strongly recommend people go look at. It's playing for change, and it's their uh, celebration of 10 years of playing for promoting peace anywhere in the globe. <clears throat> so we started with that because music can be pro-social as I've discussed already in many different ways. What we started with that video, and then I gave them this research. I showed them some of the research video, um, I mean, visual images from the research uh, articles showing you create your brain. Moment by moment, you are creating your brain and you get to choose whether you build it or do bad things to it. And it used to be that the <clears throat> primary evidence that we would get would be how to, I mean, the various things that do damage to your brain like alcohol, et cetera. It's heartwarming that there's a movement in the research now to look at the various influences we have on ways to drive neuroplasticity in a positive direction. We can live by hope. We can live in gratitude because there are more ways that we have to build a better brain than we ever used to know. And um, after that presentation, it was it was heartwarming to have so many people rush up to us to give us compliments. And of course, my favorite compliment was said by more than one person who said, quote, this was the best presentation of the entire Rotary International Convention, end of quote. Yeah, and Carol actually was there in person. Do you have anything that you remember specifically, Carol? Yes, I do. 
I was thrilled by all of this information that you shared with a packed audience. And then came the surprise of my life, Dr. Joyce, when you and I had not formally met, but you called me to stand and be recognized as the founder of Music Men's Minds and the work we were doing for seniors globally. And I was just so proud and so honored. And so here we are several years later and another thank you to you for the, the privilege of having so many people meet me and you were the spokesperson. Thank you. <laughs> that was my privilege because you do such important work that it's no surprise whatsoever that you're a CNN hero. That can also be found on our website, but we will mention that later. Continuing on with the questions, though, you have an online article with Rotary E-Club One where you talk about the mother of neuroplasticity, Marion Diamond. Can you tell us who she is and how she has paved the way for your research in brain health? Marion Diamond wrote a book entitled Enriching Heredity. And fortunately, she came to Washington State and did a presentation for our Washington State Psychological Association. And that presentation totally changed my work in my clinical and uh, any career setting and my personal life. Because Marion Diamond did prove that the rats with the most toys do win. By that, I'm meaning her rats in an enriched environment, they were given new things to work with every day. Their brain development continued and was totally impressive, but we wanna remember, by the way, that they didn't just have an enriched environment, but rats always have a training wheel in there because they love to run. So they run many meters, Nobody has to ask them to, they just get on there and run on a daily basis. So you wanna remember that that exercise is really important to generate new brain cells. And then the complex new learning that she provided these rats in combination increased their building of their brains in many and complex ways. But the other thing that came out of that presentation to the Washington State Psychological Association, Marion Diamond said that when she presented this to a major convention, somebody in the back of the room stood up and said, young lady, you cannot say your rats are elderly, ours live much longer. Mm -hmm. So all she did was have the lab techs take the rats out of the cage, hold them and talk with them. You can go on YouTube and search Marion Diamond, Older Brains, it's invaluable. Mm -hmm. All they did was hold them and talk with them. They had an increase in a 50% increase in their lifespan to the equivalent of 90 human years. Equally, if not more important, 
these rats continued to build better brains across their entire lifespan with the combination of being on a running wheel, being aerobic, and having complex new learning. Mm -hmm. So we really want to keep those things in mind. She totally changed how I present everything. And I tell people that sometimes there's a certain wisdom in acting like a rat. Run. Get your exercise. Get complex new learning. And therefore, you can increase your lifespan, potentially, and increase the building of a better brain. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's very, very insightful. She has some crazy research. I think that makes her not just the mother of neuroplasticity. I Mm -hmm. think it makes Marion Diamond the mother of positive psychology. Mm -hmm. That act of taking the rats out and holding them, she labeled that as TLC. So all they did was add the TLC of touch and talk. And they had a 50% increase in lifespan. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's why I think... We ought to say, shall we dance? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> because the combination of music and dance mm-hmm. makes a world us. of a difference. Yeah. Yes. So going a little bit off the books here, because we do have the extra time, your insights and your perspectives really align with Music Men's Minds, and we are so lucky that our paths have crossed with yours. Can you give us a little backstory of how your journey with MMM began, maybe back to 2018 when you first met Carol, maybe? I think that's actually where it began and when I began to seriously appreciate all of the really fine work that she is doing with Music Men's Minds and the uh, way that it's evolving into music as medicine, I totally support. Mm -hmm. I think that we, um, let me say it differently. I believe it would be difficult to overstate the purchase of bringing music into the lives of individuals. We can do that in many ways. We can go into into any career setting as well as into any setting where people are dealing with dementia, into any neonatal intensive care unit. We can go into any setting anywhere and encourage calming, background music because we know from the research how much can be gained by having individuals simply listening to music. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I think is an easy thing to do is to have the music events like, like Carol's having. And I think if we make those intergenerational, Mm -hmm. I think we can, um, it doesn't matter which age a person is, whether they're taking the lessons or giving them, they're increasing their brain power at any age, number one. And I think um, another thing worth thinking about is that working with um, the agencies like Boys and Girls Club to teach them these facts about how much is gained by music across the lifeline, we have a really important impact on preventing dementia. 
or at least delaying the onset of dementia. Mm -hmm. And what I think is also important is the research of Carlene Ball, who on a computer program has done so much value for the brain functioning that she in print, she is one of several scientists that say in print that it's possible with these techniques to reverse dementia. And there's a move, a um, network, net fingers network because of the research on in um, blocking on the name of it, I'll email it to you. Mm-hmm. There's a move afoot to look at multiple interventions at the same time for its impact. So that, for example, being aerobic on a machine while you're using a um, computer program for speed of processing and listening to music in the background. I mean, maybe that's another yeah. idea yeah. for some new research. Mm-hmm. Okay, well... We are so glad that you are here with us today. We are running out of time. So I just want to thank you again for joining us today on Ask the Expert. You shared such amazing research findings. And we are so grateful that you were able to come in today and share your knowledge with us. And we can't wait to hear more about the amazing work that you do in the future. And thank you to our listeners for joining us today. If you would like to learn more about Music Men's Minds, please visit our website at www.musicmensminds.org. And if you didn't know, Music Men's Minds is a nonprofit organization based in West Los Angeles serving seniors with Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, dementia, PTSD, stroke, and even traumatic brain injuries by using music to bring these seniors healing and joy, which is a lot of what we talked about today in this episode. If this is a cause that you would like to support, please consider donating to Music Men's Minds. We accept donations through our website. Again, it's www.musicmensminds.org. And thank you again to Dr. Schaefer for joining us today and we will see you next time.